Antes creía que no importaba manejar después de fumar marihuana. ¿Aló? Creía que nadie lo notaría porque podía manejar bien. Mamá, soy Luis, me acaban de arrestar. ¿Por qué? ¿Qué pasó? No solo me arrestaron, perdí mi licencia de conducir, mi trabajo, mi orgullo y causé un gran dolor. Antes creía que no importaba manejar después de fumar marihuana, pero eso era antes. Hoy, ya no. Si te sientes diferente, manejas diferente. Drive high, get a DUI. Mensaje de Nitsa. Antes creía que no importaba manejar después de fumar marihuana. ¿Aló? Creía que nadie lo notaría porque podía manejar bien. Mamá, soy Luis, me acaban de arrestar. ¿Por qué? ¿Qué pasó? No solo me arrestaron, perdí mi licencia de conducir, mi trabajo, mi orgullo y causé un gran dolor. Antes creía que no importaba manejar después de fumar marihuana, pero eso era antes. Hoy, ya no. Si te sientes diferente, manejas diferente. Drive high, get a DUI. Mensaje de Nitsa. Welcome to the Talking Single Podcast, a podcast featuring four strong, single and successful women raised in Lagos, now living in London. Each week, we share our stories and experiences about being women, navigating life, love, and everything in between. We address stereotypes, misconceptions, and even bust some myths about singlehood. Oh, and we do all that with a good dose of fun and a whole lot of style. I'm Keisha, the unconsciously uncoupled, unromantic, and I'll be this week's host. Joining me are the other talking single ladies. Rebe, the cautious romantic, balancing life on her own terms. Crystal, the recovering love addict, now happily single. Rashida, single and ready to mingle. Her heart is newly reopened for love. Our podcast is called Talking Single simply because it's what we do and who we are. Enjoy. There we go. I'll put the chat box on this side. Eh, there we go. It's kind of, oh, I've stopped sharing. Did I stop sharing? No, you're still sharing. You're still sharing. It's not showing me sharing. Ah, we are viewing Keisha's, oh, now we're just seeing each other. Okay, yeah, that's, that's when you're sharing again. Yeah, that's perfect. Am I sharing the right thing? This is so odd. Okay, that's fine. As long as you can see, it's all good. All right. Ready? You, okay, count us in. Or should everybody, I count us in? Everybody good to go? Right, okay. In five, four, three, two. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Talking Single podcast. Today's topic is sexual pleasure. Hosting today is me, Keisha, the fun-loving unromantic. And here with me is Crystal, the recovering log addict. Hey, Crystal. Hello, everybody. And then we've got Rivi, the cautious romantic. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and then we've got Rashida, whose heart has recently been reopened for dating. Hey, Rashida. Hello, hello, hello. I think the timing is kind of whack because of the lockdown 2.0. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. How so, are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Cool. So, can you all grab a beverage, take a walk or lie down and listen in? Because I'm going to tackle this topic with a, what I think is a surprising twist. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> so, a word from our sponsors. This week's episode is sponsored by Red Room Pleasures. So, that's redroompleasures.com. All right. 
So we all know that sex has been um, proven to promote better sleeping habits, be relaxing, less stress, more happiness, you know, um, et cetera, et cetera. And it is, I mean, it's, it's healthy, it's good for you. So a healthy sex life is part of a healthy body. Really? Right? Do you, all, do you all agree with that? So if I have more sex, I'll get a six pack. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, maybe. No. I doing a lot of cardio. <laughs> Apparently, you know, sex does burn quite a lot of calories. So there we go. Maybe. There you go. If I have enough sex, I'll get a six pack. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Keisha said it. You heard it. <laughs> you know what? All I'll say to that is. Amen. <laughs> if, you, if you can speak it, it, it can happen. I speak it to the universe. There you go. There you wow. go. There you go. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> I guess all this goes to show how important getting sexual pleasure is, you know. So I've seen, you know, I've, I did a lot of hunting around online and I um in general I've seen sexual pleasure defined as um pleasure derived from sexual activity which is a very broad definition but I I found um a really complete definition from um a, something called the global advisory board for sexual health and well-being which okay. I think is yeah, I know, right? I've never heard of them before. That is the most important board in the world. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, apparently they've only been around since like 2016 or so. so wow. No. I know. It's not wow. Long, yeah, they, they seem to have like this definition. Just listen. Yeah. Um, they partly define it. I mean, it, it, their definition is really quite long, but I'm taking just the first paragraph. It says, sexual pleasure uh, as the physical and or psychological satisfaction and enjoyment mm -hmm. derived from solitary or shared erotic experiences, including thoughts, dreams, and auto-erotism. What's auto-erotism, please? Oh my God, I, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Google is our best friend on that, that one. Homework. Homework for you guys. Nobody Google it. <laughs> I'm on it. Crystal is goo goo in. <laughs> okay. What you got? What you got? I feel like we're about uh, to pleasure from auto-erotism. This is the new one, huh? Hit us, it's, Crystal. Is the, is the practice of stimulating oneself sexually. Woohoo! <laughs> so so our take my takeaway from this is sex can be um solitary or shared. So basically, sexual pleasure, you can do it on your own or you can do yeah. it with something else. And both yeah. are still valid forms of sexual pleasure. So, you yeah. know, let's, let's hold on to that point, right? So, okay. yeah, I think, I think that's really, really important. So while female sexual pleasure remains shrouded in mystery, um, or, well, you know, it's, I think it is sort of still shrouded in mystery. Um, male sexual pleasure seems to be pretty straightforward, you know, like there doesn't seem to be any sort of surprises or, on how it works or what needs to be done. While female sexual pleasure, apparently it needs, it's harder to attain. I, I, I don't know. 
Um, so if we use the orgasm as a benchmark, um, I read somewhere that straight women reach climax less than 60% of the time, while men reach climax 90% of the time that they have sex. I mean, that's depressing. And you know why um, um, gay women would reach sex would climax more often is because they know the their own bodies mm. they know how to pleasure a woman would know what she can do to pleasure a woman woman i, I think that. i think it makes a lot logical sense it makes logical sense i mean so basically from this definition and you know that we we got by this global uh <laughs> advisory board for sexual health and well-being um Everyone should be entitled to enjoy yeah, sex. Absolutely. Pardon? We need to donate to that board. <laughs> we need to donate to that board. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah. So I've got I've got another um I've do, I've got some research for you from a lady called um, Sarah McClelland. Um, she's a psychologist at the University of Michigan, and in her research, she found that young women were more likely than young men to use their partner's pleasure as a measure of their own satisfaction. So, you know, to give you a, to something that they'd say, um, if he's sexually satisfied, then I'm sexually satisfied. So a woman, so young women feel that their satisfaction is tied to their male partner, which is interesting. While young men themselves are more likely to measure their satisfaction by their own orga orgasms. So, it, it, that, I mean, going back to this sort of um, solitary or shared erotic experiences, it, it, you know, women seem to think the experiences need to be shared while men seem to think it's solitary. Maybe, I don't know. That's, that's my takeaway. So what, what, I mean, so, I mean, how do you guys think sexual satisfaction should be measured as women? Do you think your sexual satisfaction is tied to being in a relationship? Ruby? Um, so, so two two parts to this. I don't think sexual satisfaction is necessarily tied to a relationship in general. I think for me, though, it is. So on a on a personal level, because I I believe that um, I would enjoy sex most when I'm in a committed relationship. That's just kind of how I equate it. So if I'm not in a committed relationship the possibility of me enjoying sex outside that is lower because mentally there isn't that connection and, and I need to have mental and physical connection to enjoy sex. So while I agree that in, in a broader sense, it, 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 is, it should be possible, I'm sure it is. For me, it just doesn't work that way. That's interesting. That's interesting. So... How do you think sexual satisfaction can be measured? And do we think that sexual satisfaction is tied to being in a relationship? What's your thoughts, Crystal? So when I, uh, when I think about the question, I think about um, using um, sexual toys and, as, and, and being in a relationship. And while you can achieve um, sat sexual satisfaction with um, toys or you can achieve an orga orgas orgasm, <laughs> Um, when you're in a relationship, you get to have that touch, you get to be kissed, and I feel like that is part of um, sexual satisfa satisfaction. So, yeah, I think, 
I think, yes, sexual satisfaction is um, tied to being in a relationship for me, but it doesn't mean that I cannot enjoy sex without it. Yeah. So, so quite similar with the added advantage of touch. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Very important. What do you think, Rashida? Yeah, just, I'm just going to echo what the other ladies have said with being, um, I guess the sexual pleasures would be defined or what you define as sexual satisfaction is different when you're in a relationship or when you're single. And while one is not better than, than the other, you get an add, for instance, you get an added dimension of the touch, the hugging and all of those things with being in a relationship. And whereas even if you're on your own, you might get the courage to try certain things on yourself and explore yourself and learn more about yourself so hey Mm, okay okay i think so but in terms of sexual satisfaction though do you think society in general um feels that women are more sexually satisfied in relationships then while men can just be achieve their sexual sexual satisfaction on their own so i mean what what do you think rashida I think maybe not men versus women, but mm-hmm. I guess if you look at like the telly and all of these media and stuff, historically, or you'd always see when like their depictions of sex in movies and stuff is usually man, woman. It's just in the re- more recent years that you'd actually see scenes of solo sex play by men and women. So I guess mm-hmm. the society's um thoughts and appetite for solo satisfaction is changing which is not exactly which is a good thing actually which is a good thing yeah it's evolving that's great and only yes it's evolving that's the word okay so here's here's where i'm going to sort of get into my little surprising twist so i'm going to talk about achieving sexual pleasure and um how it can be complicated when it where you sort of talking about male and female sexual problems. Um, Because if if we're saying the goal is to achieve sexual um, pleasure individually or as a shared experience, let's look at the sexual problems that we can, um, and address these head head on from a female perspective, obviously. Because I got my girls with me, so you know. So so a common one for any gender is the loss of sex drive, also known as a loss of libido. And this is when a person has a reduced interest in sexual activity or sexual thoughts. Um, Loss of sex drive is quite common and can be linked to a number of factors. And like I, I got this huge list from my research. So and it includes relationship issues can cause it. Um, depression, previous mental or physical trauma, stress, anxiety, tiredness, diabetes, hormone disorders, excessive alcohol or drug use, certain medications cause loss of libido, and the side effects of some medications cause it. Um, And also, if your natural testosterone levels drop, um, it can also cause loss of libido. In addition, specifically women um, can also lose their sex drive at certain times of life, 
um, you know, such as during pregnancy, um, after having a baby, or when you're approaching menopause, or even during menopause, you can sort That's of... such a hard life. I First, know, right? you, the, some men cannot even find the clitoris, so <laughs> your sexual pleasure is not even guaranteed. Then you add a baby, you add menopause, you add work, you add bills, you add, and you're just like, so when are we going to get a break, actually? And we like, you know what? We men have that. I know, right? Like, have it's that. like an uphill battle to sexual pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as, as women, what is your experience with loss of sex drive? I mean, what's your personal experience with, or about losing sex drive or having a low sex drive? Um, Crystal, tell us. I have never had a low sex drive or lost my sex drive. Yeah, sister, come on. Yeah, I'm always freaky. I'm <laughs> feeling freaky all the time. Freaky, I'm, forever, I'm forever more touch wood. Amen. Okay. Amen. Um, but I have heard stories of yeah. um, Especially, and the stories I've heard, actually, the two I've heard of, of are people who are actually married. And one of them was like a newly married couple where the man had lost um, interest in having sex. He just didn't want it. And his wife um, really, really, really wanted it, but he just wanted to cuddle. And I don't know what what was going on your cuddles to yourself please (laughs) all right and i don't i don't know how you know if that has changed or if they've done something about it and then i know of another one which is a woman who's lost her sex drive but i don't know i i don't know the ins and outs of it but yeah that that's um my experience okay okay what about Ruby? What sort of experiences or stories have you heard or personal experiences have you had? So, I mean, I, I think my sex drive is pretty average. Like it's the average woman's own. But I do know that there were times when a relationship was ending um, that I just didn't want to, I didn't want the guy to touch me, come near me, forget, don't even, right? Um, and so I wouldn't say I had a loss of sex drive. I certainly just had a loss of sex drive with that person, mm-hmm. you know, and I think because I had said before, you know, there is an emotional side to sexual pleasure for me. It's not just the physical. And so when there is something going on in a relationship that isn't right, you know, a symptom of that, a symptom of that is for me, there's low desire to have sex. That is an indication something is wrong if you're in a relationship with somebody so so those are the times that i tend to see myself having low sex drive for somebody or having a lack of interest in sex with somebody and it is then underlined when the relationship ends and i feel a huge sense of relief and joy and i am eager to jump back into the dating pool with somebody else so so i think that some people experience that but it's tied to maybe a person as opposed to mm-hmm. themselves having an issue, if, if you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Does that mean breakup sex is out off the table for you, Ruby? <laughs> yeah, I don't get breakup sex. I think Ooh. breakup sex is really about scratching an itch mm-hmm. or it's a power play. Oh, very those interesting. Two, those are the two. I, I don't understand it. I don't get it. And I certainly don't partake in it. 
but I just really feel that it's it's about scratching an itch or it's a power play. I love I love the yeah. I, I find it interesting that you think it's a power play. Yeah. Okay. Let Let me leave that. <laughs> let me just leave that one there. <laughs> I'm going to have a private conversation after this. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Understand the more. Yeah. Okay. So, Rashida, what what do you think? Oh, and you are our resident sex expert. So. Well, no, I you no 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 no. You have to read the fine print. I'm a relationship <laughs> and sex educator for young persons. Persons. It right. doesn't matter though. Like, what what what's the difference between young persons and nine to 15 year old i don't think the biggest problem oh. with a 15 year old will be loss of sex drive okay okay okay, okay. i see okay. thank you Fair thank enough. you for letting us know thank That's god <laughs> maybe she's maybe she lying <laughs> <laughs> no i am a relationship and sex educator for young person young okay. person okay. actually okay. you know i'm changing my title relationship oh, yeah. and sex educator for persons between the ages 9 to 15. okay so very clear yeah, absolutely. no when more ambiguity. There are twenty-five and twenty-six year olds <laughs> asking me this question. I'm sorry, you're you're above my pay grade. All right, then we have to go for your personal experiences on this then. Um, with lots of sex drives, tell us more. Well, the only one I kind of that I know of is a mute a friend's friend whose husband just lost. Um, his sex job. I mean, they. I guess I think, or I believe, they struggle to conceive for a bit. Then I guess that would put a strain on your sex like drive anyway, because you after a while is no longer about pleasure; it's about procreating. So that takes away the pleasure, and I guess he never just got it back. Mm. And I know it's been I think three, four years, and I don't, as far as I know, they're still not having sex. But I feel oh, like gosh. they have. Sometimes they have underlying other underlying problems it might not just be he might have lost interest in the marriage i don't know actually but mm. i guess for some t- well what i'm trying to say is for some people the low sex drive might just be because sex is no longer about pleasure it's now about procreating like it's two o'clock you're overlating let's do it that's interesting yeah but it's like i said you know i i just really feel like lack of sex low sex drive if you're in a relationship is a symptom that something else is cooking something else is up in that relationship something is amiss in that relationship um, provided it's not a health issue yeah. provided it's not a health issue exactly it's not a health issue for both the man or the woman then there's something else going on mm-hmm. i really can't imagine having a husband and not and not having sex for four years yeah, wow it does sound that's like a, a lot that's a long time but then if 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 we think sexual pleasure can be in, in achieved with a partner or not that doesn't mean they're not achieving sexual pleasure that just means they're not doing it with their partner they're not doing it together yeah they're not doing it together so, so what's the point of having a partner i know right well, well no, maybe someone to support you but <laughs> i don't understand partner, that that doesn't mean you should indulge in solo play though well, this is where we differ. I'm not a, I'm not a proponent of solo play. I don't get it. So, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't compute. Oh, in my heart. What? Going, going back to our, please go back and listen to our sex toys episode if you have not, because we laid all our um, preferences and um, 
things on the line in that episode. You really, so you really need but to go back. What if your partner was stationed, joined the army and was stationed in Afghanistan for two years? Mm-hmm. Well, we'll deal with that one when we come to it. So, so soldiers do not apply. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, not, not long distance, two-year nonsense. <laughs> well, I mean, look, at the end of the day, as women, I just really feel like we shouldn't kind of, I don't think it's, it's fair to kind of say there is one particular way for yeah. sexual pleasure. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. different. Yeah. And yeah. for me, particularly, there is such a strong connection with emotion and physical. I wouldn't enjoy it physically. I just, it doesn't turn me on. There's got to be an emotional element to it. And I think that's, that's just the way I am. And I think that's absolutely fine. So yeah. different strokes for different folks is all I say. But yeah. I really do love the way you know yourself that way. And I guess, um, yeah, I, I just, I love that. So yeah. for me, uh, in terms of loss of sex drive, I think mine is, um, I have experienced it myself. Um, and I think I experience it sometimes as part of my um, cycle um maybe for like one or a few days um and and i and i just think it's sort of a normal part of adulting i actually find it interesting that i always thought it was normal that everybody experienced it sort of you know at certain periods it's interesting to know that that's why we're all different and i and i actually love that it's interesting to know that i'm open for never yeah and some people never experienced it yeah yeah so yeah it's interesting all right. So I guess um, for women, sexual pleasure um, is sometimes seems to focus on whether or not they have a female orgasm. But um, I guess, you know, in all our discussions in season one and even in season two, you, you know that we all feel here that um, women do not need to have an orgasm to enjoy sex. Um, and so for some reason, though, in my research, a woman who has never had an orgasm is considered to have a problem. Um, and this inability to reach an orgasm um, can actually even become a problem for some women and their partners. So, I, I mean, I think it's worth dispelling some myths with the question here. Do you ladies believe sexual pleasure for women is about having an orgasm? Um, I'll ask Rashida first. Um, thank you for asking me first. I feel very <laughs> honest. Thank you. But no, actually, I don't think it should be tied to the orgasm. However, I, 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 some part of me feels like if you've never, okay, no, I'll give myself as an example. Before ever having an orgasm, you just be like, oh yeah, that was nice and that feels good. But once you have like a proper orgasm, you're like, oh my God, I want to have this all the time. And sometimes if that doesn't happen, you're like, oh, why? <laughs> I don't think it's nice. It's not nice. It shouldn't be tied to the orgasm at all. There are other ways of enjoying yourself. Let me, let me put it to uh, Crystal, because I know Crystal has a different view on this. So do you, do you think sexual pleasure for women is about having orgasms? I'm not sure because I don't, I don't know how else you can achieve sexual pleasure if you don't have an orgasm. So... <laughs> And can someone, can someone answer that question for me? Yeah, but on the journey to getting the orgasm, when you're 
doing that and that. What are you doing? Remember, remember, our listeners can't see you. <laughs> Can you explain what I'm doing? I'm doing the honking, honking. <laughs> twinkle, twinkle, little stars. I, I, I cannot. I can't even describe that. I don't know. What is this? Okay, on the way to the honky, on the way to the orgasm, all the different touches and caressing and emotions and stuff that is pleasurable in its own self. And you don't get the fireworks at the end. Yeah, but sometimes think about if you gay piece of cake you don't always have to eat the cherry on it you might just eat the cake and have let somebody have the cherry that's and the cake. cherry <laughs> <laughs> so you know you know what i think yeah. i'm also of the view that it's, it's not about sexual pleasure is about having sexual pleasure it's mm. not necessarily about it ending in an orgasm and but you're absolutely right rashida if you've never had an orgasm before um you you might think oh i'm okay and then when you have an orgasm and a good orgasm you're like i'm not going back i have seen the light <laughs> yeah i'm not i'm not you know, i'm not going back to water when i've been drinking red wine i'm not <laughs> exactly you know but there, like, there is something for enjoying the that journey and i think if you if you enjoy the the journey you're enjoying that sexual experience you're enjoying the touches the caresses the kisses and all of that stuff Mm -hmm. if you don't have an orgasm i don't think that that's a bad thing i think what is really bad is if it's really bad sex and you know well bad sex means no orgasm anyway that is for me a shame i think what is Mm. also a shame is if you're not having en- enough orgasms in your sexual experience in that relationship, mm, then I do yeah. think that there is something going on there as well. Maybe you don't, yeah. I, I don't think it's a problem necessarily. I, it might be that you don't know enough of, of yourself to be able to, to tell the guy or whoever it is, what you want that will make you come. It might be something like that. So <laughs> but I don't think it is all about having the cherry on the top. Okay, so I, I'm loving the differing views. So it's obviously we have Crystal and Ruby was like, let's try and attain that um, that orgasmic goal because you know it, it, it's a good thing to have. And I'm I'm all the fireworks. <laughs> oh my god, you should see, you should see what Crystal is doing now. Like, <laughs> she's waving her hand. Like, <laughs> can I just share an experience? I'm sorry, this is right. a little bit yes. graphic. Please do, please do. Experience. This is really <laughs> about orgasms and orgasms because i think they are grades of orgasms mm-hmm. oh, yeah. So yeah. i remember not quite so long ago i was mm-hmm. i was with somebody we were in i don't know whether to call it a situation ship stroke relationship whatever it was it was it was working for me and the first <laughs> time we slept together he took me that to was this not sleeping involved <laughs> he took me to don't disturb my story please he took me to this place I think I called the girls and I said, oh my God, what have I been missing all my, and I do mean all my life. I'm like, this guy was on another level. I can completely understand what Crystal is saying to say that if you have tried that, why would you not want that every Every time? Why would you not want it? And I really felt sorry for the guy because afterwards I was like, that thing you did that day. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> Every time afterwards. 
And if it didn't happen, I was disappointed. It didn't mean that the, it wasn't good. It was just like, I wanted that experience. You're <laughs> like, uncle, now how far now? You know how to do this thing. Do better than before. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, so, so thank you for sharing, Rivi. <laughs> Oversharing. <Okay. laughs> no, 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 no. Love that. Love that. So yeah. now let's talk about male sexual problems and the female perspective. Um, and for, for the male sexual problems, I'm just going to focus on two based on uh, penetrative sex. So I'm going to take the two common ones and I'm going to get my girl's perspective on this. So the first one is erectile dysfunction. And this is basically when a man cannot get or keep an erection that allows him to take part in sexual intercourse or other types of sexual activity. I don't know what other types they are, but let's be going. Most men experience it at some time in their life, and the causes can be physical or psychological. So apparently most men experience this. So my question to you ladies is, can you share your experiences of this, or even what you've heard, or other people's experiences of um, erectile dysfunction, and, and how does it affect women or you? You know, it, it's a it's a funny one because I don't think people like to discuss this. So I don't actually I don't have a personal story to share, honestly. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I've never heard anyone talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, it's the same as well. As in, most people don't talk about it, and I guess it should be talked about because. I think it's just shrouded in shame, like, oh, if I cannot keep an erection, then, oh, I'm a terrible lover, but I guess. I I think to me, I I think it's, I think if if you, if the guy is experiencing a loss of libido, you wouldn't even get to that point where, where, you know, he cannot get or keep the erection. So for me, that means that you're, you're, you're both actively trying to have sex, but it's just not happening and to me I, I would I would think that for a guy if that's happening rather than get hung up on the fact that you can't get an erection why not try and at least please the woman in a different way mm. so I've not I've, I've actually don't have any personal experiences but I I wonder why this thing is shrouded in such mystery if it's just a one-off I mean you can sort Madame out in different ways now and she'll still go away happy. I don't know. Maybe. That's, that's true. But I guess maybe for them, if it's a psychological thing, you're just down about it. You're like, why can't I do? And you just don't want to, maybe. Mm. I don't know. But then if I'm the woman in that case, I, I would, I hope, and I'm hoping, oh, I don't know. I won't, in fact, now that I'm thinking about it, I, I'm going to try and put it, make a mental note. If it does happen, what I should probably try and do is encourage the guy to try other ways. Otherwise, you get fixated and just give up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it. I guess you should also seek um, help. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Mm. There, there could be many things behind this. It could be psychological. It could be physical. Yeah. Um. It could be that also there are issues in the relationship that are um, affecting the guy, or it could be that he's got his own other um, worries and stresses that are affecting him as well. Who knows? I think the 
two things I would say is one is to talk about it. Don't certainly within your relationship and to seek help um, for sure. Certainly don't ignore it. Um, certainly don't yeah. ignore it. And don't point fingers and blame it's your fault. Mm. <laughs> you know, I wonder if guys might blame women for it. Like, it had never happened to me before because I've heard stories of <laughs> that guys who just deny that mm. it's happening right now, but they're like, no, no, this is not really happening, kind of thing. You mm. know, yeah. I, I, I can imagine that being that happening yeah. that they're like. Yeah, well, I know a story. Well, this is not a male problem but female problem the vaginal dryness for instance mm-hmm. i know of a well former couple now where the girl had vaginal dryness and the guy was like well this has never happened with any of my partners maybe you need to seek some help and he then gave her like all these african herbs to drink three times a day to ensure vaginal moistness and my response to her was actually it's not your fault it's his fault because if he was actually doing what he was meant to do to do the foreplay properly and turn you on properly, I'm almost certain since there's nothing wrong with you, it's never happened before. Surely he should be doing his own part to ensure that you're properly moisturized and lubricated. But moisturized. Just to say, you know, for the women out there, if original dryness can be again, a lot of things could cause it. It could be that the guy is just not turning you on. It could be that he's turning you on. And for some reason, your body is just not coming to the party. There are things you can buy, you know, and you don't have to buy African herbs. There are (laughs) herbal, there are herbal, there are vaginal creams that you can use um, and lubes that you can use. And and that's why, you know, there is a whole industry around um, sexual aids, Mm-hmm. To, to help both the man and the woman you don't mm-hmm. have to blame each other or blame yourself if that if yeah. it's about dryness I, 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 sorry, I actually didn't really look into this i'm wondering can't you just use lube for that is it me maybe i i don't understand what it actually is for, for women you just have to remember that if whatever you're inserting up your vagina yeah. ideally should be water-based water-based yeah so that mm-hmm. you need to make sure you you buy the right kind of um lubricant for yourself and there are some that you can use um and you can insert into your vagina and it'll be water-based so it's safe for you to use and will not cause you things like thrush or whatever so worth googling and there's so many out there mm-hmm. i wonder if it's worth because i'm wondering if, if if you already if you know you as partner aside if you know you do have vaginal dryness i wonder if you could just sort of before you start knowing that you have it already just use a water-based lube you can of course you can there are um, there are some that they will even tell you to use it like a prescription over time because vaginal dryness if it is not about lack of attraction or something like that could be something some maybe some small medical thing and you know women's bodies are different so you can obviously i would just encourage people to google there's so many lubricants uh, brands out there i'm not going to call them because they're not paying me to advertise <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Out there. if you want to pay us to advertise <laughs> <laughs> but there's so many out there um okay that you can right. you can buy and you can use all right all right so definitely that guy in your story um rashida was just ignorant yeah. basically 
Mm-hmm. And but the woman should have also sort of Googled as Ribi says. And yeah, or just throw the African herbs back in his face. Back in his face. For all you know, he just probably wasn't doing the right thing, you know. Exactly. I think that's what it was, but maybe I'm biased because my she's my friend, but hey, who knows? Oh, I didn't know it was your friend. I'm sure he didn't know what he was doing. So <laughs> 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 Oh, dear. oh, 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 the next one, we almost forgot. The next one, or oh, I almost forgot. The next one is premature ejaculation. And this is when a man ejaculates sooner than he wants to during sex. So it's only a problem if it bothers him or his partner. Um, and the causes are pretty much the same as loss of libido, which is anxiety about sexual performance, stress, unresolved issues in a relationship. Um, has this actually ever what what are your you what are you guys experience with this? Has this I was gonna I was gonna say could it also be because I'm just so hot? <laughs> I'm oh, just oh. so hot that he just can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's it. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. I mean, this as this has happened to me before. And there's a joke. There's a joke um within I think it's a Nigerian thing where you say two minutes, two minute noodles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> noodles. <laughs> Cause it just it's just two minutes and bang bam it's done and you're like, ah, why? Um yeah, but that's happened to me before. But the guy just pretended as if it was nothing. And I didn't want to hurt his feelings, so I didn't say anything either. I've had um, an experience with um, premature ejaculation, but and, and I and I think before I even came into this podcast, I always thought it was like an inexperienced kind of thing that you know the guy gets overexcited and because of that they ejaculate prematurely. Um, I, I I found it really interesting that it it's um it's it's actually m- more common than I thought. But I've only ever experienced it with partners when I was much younger. Um, and when it happened in this particular instance, I was like, um, excuse me, bring <laughs> over to the girlfriend, <laughs> you know, like, what's going on here? <laughs> excuse me, sir. The party just started. You're not allowed to. <laughs> we have to come to a mutual compromise. <laughs> Reset yourself. Yes, you've done. Okay, let's restart this. Thank you. <laughs> but then, yeah, but and but but that was the only experience I've had actually. That that's pretty much it. Yeah. I don't know if <laughs> Ruby, are there any experiences that you've had with this or? Actually, no, no. I I can't actually think of any. I, but I, I I do remember um some friends telling me about experience that they had with a guy who came too quickly and his story was, oh, that's never happened before. Oh, um, right. <laughs> yeah, right. We believe you. Oh, dear. That seems to be the go-to. Oh, you know, it, it never happened. That's never happened to me before. Or I have a lot on my mind right now. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's kind of what I always hear. How does it happen? If it's happened maybe once, every year as in it i get sometimes you just come early yeah. but if it's a regular thing then i think that's when it becomes a problem and it causes yeah. Mm. yeah if it's like one off like oh it's tired or you've been drinking 
I don't mm. know if that's an excuse, but. Or oh, you're so sexy that he just can't hold it in. <laughs> yep. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't think explanation. Full stop. Yep. <laughs> I, I I have a lot of sympathy for that. You know. I mean, have you seen Crystal? Come you know. on. Oh no. yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm blushing. I just want to do it itself. Like very valid. Very valid. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so. I mean, but that, that, I mean, in the description I did give earlier, it does say that it's only a problem if it bothers the guy or his partner. So maybe like in my experience, once it's happened, I guess it's how you move on from there um, yeah. that actually mm-hmm. matters in achieving sexual pleasure. Because, um, I mean, it doesn't stop, the guy has already achieved his, it doesn't stop the woman or, you know, from achieving theirs, does it? I mean, yeah. So... That's true. It doesn't. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop the guy from um, the woman from achieving from achieving hers. And actually, you will know a good guy that if he does come early and he still is like, okay, actually, I still need to pleasure you. That's a, that's a good. That's that's a good sign. Yeah. Some guys are selfish though. Once they've once they've come, they're like, I'm it's done. Over. It's all done. Oh, rapid fire! Rapid fire! Rapid fire! We're all literally going crazy here. Like, where are we? <laughs> so, I love it. Okay, 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 okay. So, I've, I've got a, I've got a good question for you guys. Okay, so to me, um, we all need to embrace the concept that uh, pleasurable and fulfilling sex is in the hands of the individual. Okay, um, and I totally, in our discussion, totally. Um, also agree that it, it, it some um, for like you know like Ruby and Crystal mentioned they it, it sex is different things to everyone and um, achieving that fulfilling sexual pleasure can be a shared erotic experience with a partner or you know individual because they're all valid experiences of human sexual pleasure you know so my question is. Um, and I'm going to ask Rashida first. Uh-oh. Oh, Am yeah. I in trouble? Nope, nope, nope. Okay. <laughs> was your most pleasurable sexual experience as an individual or was it shared with someone? Easy. Shared with someone. Okay. 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 The top five was shared with that same somebody. Alright. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, Crystal? Same. Shared with someone. There, there are certain parts of my body that if you know where to touch, I can't touch. It's not the same if I touch that place myself. If your friends know. touch it, would that mean you'd be able no, to No, 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 no. <laughs> no? Uh, okay, not Ted. I think <laughs> not Ted. I'm not right, telling well. you guys, so don't come around me. I was come trying to think that we could touch it, it, then make her send us money. Oh my god, no, it won't work. Thank you. I think that's like exporting your friend. Crystal, how do you know it won't work? If I let's take this offline. Actually, I think we tried. It won't work. I've tried it on myself. It doesn't work. But on yourself, we will try it on you. If I don't fancy you, it won't work. Leave me alone. (laughs) This has taken a very strange I don't fancy you. At this no, point, I would like to reiterate that I'm me. not trying. I, I would like to iterate. I'm not trying to extort money from my friends. <laughs> I was just trying my luck. And okay. 
So back to you, Keisha. Sorry. All right. Oh, okay. Ribby, what was your most pleasurable sexual experience as an individual? Was this with as an individual or was this shared with someone? So based on my story earlier on, I think the mm-hmm. answer is very obvious that yep. it was with someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and and uh, mine also was shared with someone. So, yeah. Hmm. That's, that's very that's, that's that, interesting. That, that is interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, so let me go. This week's episode is um, sponsored by Red Room Pleasures, a black-owned adult toy and lingerie store created by erotic writer Erotic Noir and sex-positive advocate. Red Room Pleasures is for those who wish to explore, celebrate, and indulge their sexuality. They have a range of vibrators, restraints, paddles, strap-ons, and much more. Each item is carefully selected to offer you maximum pleasure and excitement. If you're new to toys or a fully-fledged kinkster, Red Room Pleasures has something for you. And especially for our listeners, you can get 10% off using the code FTP10, um, Sugar Tango, Papa 10. So visit redroompleasures.com. That's, you know, since we're talking about sexual pleasure, you know, they will be able to help you, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we gave you we gave you a special pleasure. Now we're saying go pleasure yourself. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and you get a discount. So I mean, come on. We, 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 that's what's, it. What's not to like? <laughs> what's not to like? What's not- As usual, thanks for joining us. Talk soon, and we're out. thanks for listening to the talking single podcast we hope you enjoyed this week's episode to continue the conversation be sure to follow us on instagram with the handle at single talks podcast you can also follow us on facebook and twitter with the handle talking single we are downloadable on apple podcast google play Spotify, and other platforms. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a great review, and of course, share with your family and friends. We'd also love to hear from you, so leave us your comments or questions. And do remember to tag us on any post with the hashtag SingleTalks. Take care and see you next week. Same time, same place. We get it. Staying home ain't it. Especially around the holidays. But this year, staying home means saving lives. So we're changing it up by gathering less and planning small. Our people are counting on us to make the right choice. Think big. Plan small. Let's stop the spread, Columbus. Whether you have your own bathroom or you share one with your family, a little extra help keeping the bathroom sink, counter, and mirror clean goes a long way. And Viva paper towels are for the long haul. They're two times more durable when wet compared to the leading value brand. And they clean like cloth, helping you keep the surfaces in your bathroom dry and fingerprint and toothpaste free. For an exceptional bathroom clean, there's Viva paper towels. Visit vivatowels.com to learn more.